throws it. It's intercepted. Preston Brown spins out of a tackle. He's got running room. He's going to score. Latavius Murray's in. Touchdown, Raiders. SMU running back. Vince Lombardi, Offensive Player of the Year. NFL Pro Bowler for the New England Patriots. Number 32 is Craig James. Craig James, the best in the business, the old Pony Express. Craig James. Craig James joins us now. Welcome, Craig James. This this is airing it out with Craig James. All right, throughout the fall season, we've had some really good guests on here. Staubach, Bryles, Stoops, Irvin, Dickerson. Today's guest, though, I think tops the list. A very appropriate timing on our guest today, Keenan Reynolds. He's the quarterback at the Naval Academy. 83 rushing touchdowns in his career. That's the record. That is unbelievable. Keenan Reynolds, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Well, Keenan, uh, do you remember your first touchdown out of those 83 on the ground? I do. <laughs> Where was that and what, who was it against? Air Force. <laughs> so you would never forget that, right? Absolutely not. Well, before we talk about football, uh, I want to talk about your, your role as a student athlete at the academy. Uh, you guys really are truly student athletes there. I was reading a, a recent article about you guys, and you're in a, one particular class, National Security Decision Making in the Cyber Age. And I guess you all play war games and do exercises in there. I think that's the true example of teamwork, right? Definitely. You know, you got to work with your with your specific group to come up with the best solution depending on what the scenario is and what what the facts are and and so as you go through that and you're working within that i guess that's those are all true uh battlefield preparation ops that you're working on um definitely some uh, more like executive level decision making um just kind of get us to think like like commanders like leaders so you can really have an understanding for what goes on when you're out leading your people and you can you can help better explain what's going on to them Okay. All right. Let's talk a little bit about football here. A few weeks ago, we had Roger Staubach on, who you know know who Roger is, won the Heisman Trophy when he was at the Naval Academy. And uh, Roger is a big fan of yours, and he had this to say about your performance. We got probably one of the finest quarterbacks in the country. I, I really feel yes. he should be up, up, you know, in, in the Heisman talk this year as far as what Keenan Keenan Reynolds has done. He's uh, He's almost like a magician out there. He's uh, got great instincts. He's got quickness. And, you know, in that triple option, you got to make some quick uh, decisions. He's been, you know, a very important part of a, a very good football team. How does that make you feel, Keenan, when you hear Roger Staubach say something like that about you? Definitely honored and uh, blessed to have, you know, one of the greatest of all time in college and in the NFL say that about me. Well, and he said about you, and I know that you're a very humble person. Uh, I have a hard time finding anything where you're talking about yourself. This whole team concept, Roger said, you know, things about you, but he said about the team as well. Uh, I also read an, uh, an article, your dad, Donnie Reynolds, he had to say this about you, and I thought this was unbelievable. Uh, apparently you told him that uh, that once uh, you don't wear your chip on your shoulder, your chip is in your heart. And then you said, Daddy, anybody can knock a chip off your shoulder, but it's hard to reach your heart. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just – actually, I, I cannot remember where I first read, like, that kind of – that mind, that thought process, that mindset. But I really res- it really resonated with me when I saw it, and it's something I've kind of carried with me. And, and, and I feel like that's kind of where I've been my whole life. 
It's interesting, though, and I think that's uh, that's one that I'll never forget. Uh, take it and put it in your heart, and it's hard for anyone to knock that off of you. All right, you just received your assignment once you finish your schooling, and it's in information warfare. Uh, that was a goal that you had set. What did you have to do to obtain that goal? Um, I had to, first of all, go out in the fleet uh, during the summer and, and have some experience with some information warfare officers, um, hands-on experience. Really wasn't much I could do with them other than chat with them other, because of their, the field is highly classified, so a lot of stuff I didn't really have access to. And then, you know, just talk, there's a lot of, there's a few on the yard, and I just, you know, spend time talking to them, learning about what, um, what, the, what the community is about and, and, you know, just trying to learn more and more to see if I really would be interested. And then I interviewed Ward, and I just tried to pitch myself the best I could, and, and fortunately I was able to, 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 lock, to lock up a spot in a very com- competitive race. Yeah, you're very competitive. Apparently, there are a lot of folks trying to get a handful of spots in that assignment. Congratulations for reaching yet another goal. Let's go back to some football here. Uh, first year that the Naval Academy has been in the American Conference. Did you enjoy being there? Yes, definitely. It was a lot of competition. Um, we, I think we've had we had one of the stronger conferences in all of college football. I mean, the offensive production in that conference is unbelievable. Some of the guys that are that are in there and what they're doing is truly special. So. Um, you know, I thought that was it was an awesome experience, and there were a lot of really good games, a lot of tough games. Boy, a really good conference this year. I've been a huge supporter and fan of it. Your only losses this year to number eight Notre Dame, number eighteen Houston, two darn good football teams. Y'all are ranked number twenty-one in the country, but I think it all could be put to the side because this is the week, Army Navy. I mean, this is your last one. How do you keep your emotions in check knowing it's your last Army Navy game? Um, I just I try to. You know, not think about it as best I can. I mean, it's obviously hard because all that anybody wants to talk about. But you know, I just respect the process, respect the preparation, and just focus on that. Focus on what I can control. I can't control, you know, the external features of the game, the pressure that other people from the outside looking in put on us to, you know, keep the streak or to be army. That's just all part of it. And you have to understand how to how to block out that noise, quiet that noise, and just focus focus on your job and focus on what you can control. And that's your attitude and that's your effort. And you put that. You have a good attitude and you put in great effort in your preparation. And then you come out on Saturday and you're able to play well. You know what? I've announced a number of games throughout my career, Army-Navy being one of those, uh, one of the highlights of my broadcasting career. Best of luck in that. But I want to I mention something that you couldn't control uh, before we go here. Are you disappointed, Keenan, in not being invited to New York City this weekend for the Heisman Trophy ceremony? Um, you know, it was definitely something I was looking forward to. Um, I don't know if I want to say we're disappointed, but I, I was definitely hoping that I could you know, make it, make it work somehow, get up there. But, you know, it was a childhood dream of mine, something I've always wanted to do. But, you know, things happen for a reason. Um, you know, I try to pick out the positives in all of this. And, you know, I've moved on since. And, you know, obviously after the game, I'll be able to celebrate with my teammates instead of having to stress out and get on a chopper, go to New York and, and jump through hoops to get out there, which would have been awesome. But, you know, positive is I get to stay here and, and celebrate with my teammates. Do you realize how many fans, not just Naval Academy fans, how many fans of college football around the country are pulling for you and really wanted you to be there? Yes, uh, the, the overwhelming support was it, it was amazing to see. I mean, I was truly grateful to see and hear some of the stuff that people were saying about, you know, pleading my case to try to get me to go and be in serious contention. So I'm um, just truly thankful for that, all of that and, and the experience that I gained from that. All right. If you were a voter, and you know there are three qualified candidates, and I know that you agree with that, uh, who would you vote for? 
Um, I was actually talking about this last night with my teammates, but I think uh, Christian McCaffrey probably, probably should win. I agree with you. I, I voted for a long time. I mean, McCaffrey is just an all-around, all-purpose player. And there were some guys uh, this week on Tuesday's podcast, uh, Joe Bellino, Roger Staubach, a number of guys issued strong statements for you. It's more than just being an MVP of a team. Uh, it, this is We're talking about college football's most outstanding player that also takes into account integrity, which you have. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has been an all-purpose player. When you watch these guys on highlights, do you sometimes say, wow, that's a pretty cool play there? Um, yeah, I mean, I really just I, I sat down and watched the SC championship game, and then to watch, you know, Derrick Henry just dominate, um, you know, and he's been that way all year. And, you know, I watched, I didn't, I watched a little bit of Deshaun Watson play, and, I mean, he just looks so calm out there. Kind of remind me of uh, Marcus Mariota, just his demeanor and the way he played. And he's had control of the offense. I haven't had a chance to see Christian McCaffrey play, but I'll definitely be watching the Rose Bowl, um, see how he does. But, you know, just looking from his stats, I know I heard that he broke Barry Sanders' all-purpose yards records. And, you know, 461 yards against a USC defense that's not a slouch. I mean, <laughs> the dude can play. So, <laughs> in my opinion, I mean, if you look from all-purpose, he does everything. He can throw it. He can catch. He can run turn kicks i mean ain't nothing he can't do so i think he should probably win hey man uh well said okay before you go a lot of navy fans out there will be listening to this what would you say to them for what they've meant to you throughout your navy career um to all the fans i mean it's it's meant so much to hear your support through the good and the bad um continuing to be not just in my corner but my team's corner always positive and supportive and travel and coming to the games and being loud at the game sometimes we're at some games i don't know if it's a home or away game because our fans are just as loud so just really uh fortunate and grateful for them well my friend god bless you and uh, thank you for your service and know this you didn't need to go to high to the new york city heisman ceremony this weekend to be remembered navy fans college football fans will never forget what you did on the field it's implanted in their minds and in their hearts and you're going to have a great career in front of you thank you so much for taking the time to stop by thank you We'd love to welcome a new sponsor to the show, All and Sundry, a modern men's shoe company with an old world vision. My friend Nick and his team make the finest handcrafted custom shoes, shoes your grandfather would be proud of. All and Sundry creates a unique experience where you select your style of shoe, whether for work or play. Then you choose the material, add custom features like eye stays, then select a color. They source all the materials and build each one by hand. Without a middleman, you get the savings. No more outrageous markups. If you're a shoe guy, All and Sundry is for you. If you're not, you might change your mind after seeing All and Sundry. Right now, get a 10% discount on a gift card for the holidays. Visit allandsundry.com and enter the promo code DEAL at checkout. That's awlandsundry.com. Then enter DEAL at checkout. All and Sundry, stylish and modern shoes with craftsmanship a grandfather would be proud of. Again, allandsundry.com and enter code DEAL. Time now for a little NFL action, and my guest is David Amerson. If you've been following the podcast, you know that Tyler Brewer, our producer, he's a huge Raiders fan. Now, I played for the Patriots, and I wasn't necessarily a Raiders fan in my life. But, man, this season, David, I've become an Oakland Raiders fan. you got to help me explain this thing. What's going on out in Oakland? Oh, man, we're just trying to get things rolling, man. Trying to, uh, you know, have some positive for this community and for this organization and, uh, like you said, man, we're just trying to get on that on that winning that winning side. 
Well, I go back, David, to you personally, uh, calling your games when you're at North Carolina State, and somehow you overcame defensive coordinator John Tenuta. I guess you had to teach him a little bit before he left out of there, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, John Tenuta <laughs> was definitely a great, a great coach for me, man. I, I miss him sometimes. <laughs> oh, no doubt. He, he is a legend, man. He has had a great career. Uh, how are you guys doing right now? I mean, I know that things on the winning side haven't been there, but it seems like that you're building something strong in Oakland. Uh, yeah, definitely, man. We got a lot of positive things going on. You know, we got a lot of, uh, exciting, uh, players and, and a lot of new coaches that, you know, I think that everyone's excited about. And, uh, I think we showed glimpses and things, uh, so far this season. And, uh, we just want to keep it up, you know, throughout the last part of the season, uh, and, and throughout the future. So the, part of those coaches that, that have changed there, Jack Del Rio, I've known Jack a long time. I like and respect Jack Del Rio. Does, do the players in the locker room follow him and appreciate him? Oh, yeah, definitely. And now you, you kind of don't have a choice to. I mean, a guy like that, uh, definitely a, a guy that you, you, you would want leading your group. He, he's definitely a stand-up guy. And I guess with the fact that he played in the league, does that help when he makes mention of something that you know he's been and walked in your shoes? Oh, yeah, definitely. When, when they uh, – Anytime the coaches have been through the situation that can relate to things that's going on on the field, it's definitely a plus for us. All right, my guest is David Amerson, starting defensive back for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, David, what's the strength of this football team? The strength, I think, uh, I think it really just comes from the leadership, whether it be uh, really the coaches or you know coming from uh, you know veterans like uh, our Charles Woodson or. or or Justin Tuck, or you know, guys like that. It's just the leadership, and, and you know, the guys. We definitely take, do a good job of you know latching on and kind of listening to them and taking advice and, and just going from going forward. Now I know that you got to have a quarterback, and it seems like De- Derek Carr is on his way to being a premier quarterback in the NFL. Had a roadblock in the fourth quarter last week, but you know those things are going to happen. Uh, do you see the upside in Derek Carr? Oh, yeah, I definitely – I tell people all the time he's going to be an elite quarterback. If not already, you know, he's still so young. And, uh, you know, he's still got so so much room to to get better better than he already is. And it's kind of scary, you know, because, you know, he's made some tremendous strides. I don't know, definitely since I've been here, I've just seen it, you know, firsthand. So, yeah, he's definitely going to be a special player in this league. And he's got some star receivers out there. Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree, you get to go against those guys in practice. Uh, do you see their, them having the ability to really elevate Carr's play? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, those guys are, are, are weapons out on the edge, man. You know, guys that catch the ball, you know, good in space, quick, fast, you know, got everything you look for in a receiver. So, you know, I, like you said, those, those guys, man, they could definitely be dangerous, you know, coming years down the road. I know that you go. You guys aren't necessarily in the playoff hunt right now. Mathematically, you've not been eliminated. But what are your goals here as you all finish out these next few games? Oh man, we just got to finish strong, man. We want to end every game, you know, with the opposite team, you know, feeling our presence, you know, with them, you know, having some type of sense of, oh, we got to play the Raiders. We gotta, you know, we gotta buckle up our chin straps, or you know, we're gonna bring it every play, every game. So we just want to finish these last four games strong. You know, if we get some type of miracle getting the playoffs, that would be even wonderful. But we can only take care of, you know, what's coming up uh, up ahead, you know, so. Yeah, and and that up ahead, is the immediate ahead would be this weekend with the Denver Broncos. Tell me about their offense and what you're trying to prepare for, whether it be Peyton Manning or Brock Osweiler. 
you uh, de- definitely got some uh, receivers on the, uh, on the outside, you know, that that's definitely weapons. And, uh, you know, they started running the ball a little more, a little more efficient and uh, really getting their, their running backs involved in the game. So they, they were becoming kind of a two-headed monster. And uh, so we, we definitely got to be prepared for just about all of that. You know, we're going to get, you know, shots down the field and, and, you know, those guys trying to make plays. So we're just doing the best we can to prepare. All right, we're entering the holiday season. Is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to uh, as the holidays come upon us? Uh, you know, I've always been a guy that loved Christmas, so I, I, just, I just like the spirit. So that's probably the biggest thing. Well, happy holidays to you, David. Merry Christmas and uh, best of luck, man. You know you got an, an Oakland Raiders fan living here in Texas right now, and I'll be pulling for you guys. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Thank you, David. Take care. Yeah, you too. Time now for some NFL picks. We're going to go with Oakland and Denver. Uh, as you know, earlier we just had a chance to visit with David Amerson, and I'd like to thank David as well for taking the time to stop by. But i got to give a shout-out to Michael Crabtree. How about the newly announced four-year deal for $35 million bucks? Man, I remember watching Crab drive around <laughs> in Lubbock, Texas, uh, in his old car, and, man, he's coming a long ways. He's earned every dollar. All right, this is a scenario for you. Denver is trying for the playoff seedings. They're projected number two seed right now. they got to win. They're trying to fight off Cincinnati and New England for that home field advantage. I think there's a lot of uncertainty, though, at quarterback, and they're going to have to rely on their defense, which is outstanding, very solid defense. I think the Broncos win this game 28-14. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Uh, Andy Dalton versus Ben Roethlisberger. How classic is this matchup? Kind of a young guy that's coming out of his shell and Ben Roethlisberger who's been there. And Ben is definitely geared up for this big game. Going down there to play Cincinnati and being a divisional opponent just always adds a little extra something to it. It's going to be hard to, to have much more than a divisional opponent at their place who's arguably the best team in football. Uh, I gotta believe, at least coming from me, that it's already gonna be about as competitive as you can get. I've heard others on these two teams talk about it being a bloodbath on both sides of the ball, a very even game. AJ Green going against Antonio Brown, who has the bigger, more catches in this ball game. Yeah, on the road's no big deal for Roethlisberger. He's just a solid dude. The Steelers' offense get these numbers here: 2,116 yards the last four games. That's the second best ever in a four-game span in NFL history. That's crazy. It's the Steelers' offense. It's Ben Roethlisberger that I'm going with in this ball game, beating Big Red and Andy Dalton, 27-23. Dallas and Green Bay. Man, Jerry Jones, I think he's cracking up, and, and he and he busted on Jason Garrett for his coaching last weekend and, and saying how he thought there should have been more wins within the season. I got to tell you, this is the thing about effort versus strategy. With the Cowboys where they are and and all of the soap opera atmosphere that they've been through, I am amazed as a former NFL player who played on some bad teams that the Cowboys have given the effort they have. Why have they given the effort that they have? It starts at the top. Jason Garrett should be given a bonus for what he's done with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are still in the hunt for a division crown. And Jerry Jones is taking this time at at this point in the season to bust on Garrett and the coaching staff for poor coaching decisions last week? Come on, Jerry. Man, somebody please lock the guy up so he doesn't say anything else that harms his football team. This is a ball game, though, that's about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has no problem. And and the Dallas Cowboys, they will not prevail on this one here. Cowboys lose to Green Bay 24-17. New England at Houston. 
Now, I watched Bill Belichick's press conference this week. We know that there, that Belichick has coached some really good players through the years. He's observed some really good players in the years. When he started talking about J.J. Watt, the outstanding player for the Texans, he compared him to Lawrence Taylor, which is some pretty strong company. Yeah, I wouldn't go above Taylor because of the, the versatility that Taylor had, you know, in terms of pass coverage. And, I mean, he was a pass rusher and a run player and you know, also a pass defender. I mean, you know, he was, he was really an elite player in – including the kicking game. And, of course, Watts blocked a lot of kicks, too. So, I mean, but I think for the position he plays, you know, he's as disruptive of a defensive lineman as I've seen in the league, you know, in the same general category as, as LT. I played against Lawrence Taylor. The first tackle on me in the NFL on my first carry was by Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> kind of got a little thigh bruise on it. I jumped up and I looked at him. I said, okay. And he said, hey, welcome to the league. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I've been watching you. You're a good football player. Uh, the thing about J.J. Watt is that he's just dis- disruptive, stays in the backfield. Uh, he's not an LT uh, for the reasons Belichick just mentioned, but he's up in that kind of consideration. Watt now has 13 and a half sacks. He's on a roll with that. Without the receivers at New England being able to help Brady, I think this is a close game. Two good defenses going at each other. If ever there were a time for the Texans to win, it would be this week. But I just can't see New England losing three games in a row. With Tom Brady, somehow the Patriots win 24-18. SeatGeek is the place to get tickets to this week's game. My listeners can use promo code CRAIG in the SeatGeek app and get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. It'll take less than a minute to download the app today. SeatGeek is awesome. They pull in ticket options from hundreds of online ticket sellers to create a one-stop shop for tickets. When you shop on SeatGeek, you're seeing virtually every ticket option available for that game, all on one page. No need to go anywhere else. SeatGeek's mobile app makes the ticket-buying process seamless and easy. No more typing squiggly letters you can't read into a box like other sites make you do. There's no faster way to buy tickets. To redeem your promo code and save $20 on tickets, download the free SeatGeek app today, then enter the promo code CRAIG. SeatGeek will then send you $20 once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase. Every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is backed by a 100% guarantee. Download the free SeatGeek app today and enter promo code CRAIG. All right, final thought for you today. Uh, Sonny Cumbie, the co-offensive coordinator at TCU, this week turned down the offer from the University of Texas to become the play caller and the offensive coordinator at the University of Texas. Man, I got to tell you, this was eye-opening for me. I grew up in the state of Texas. I I think back to the Daryl Royal days, Texas was Texas. If a coach were offered a job to go coach at the University of Texas, they accepted it. TCU, that was the stepping stone. I mean, that was like a pebble. You were trying to get somewhere else that floated the ship. For Sonny Cumbie to turn down Texas speaks volumes about the change in the Big 12, about the change and landscape of recruiting today. This generation of kids and coaches, they have forgotten about the greatness of Texas, about the long tradition at Texas. This will have a huge ripple effect through the recruiting, through the coaching talk. I mean, they're just a, this was a big deal. Sonny Cumbie stays at TCU more than likely. Uh, if, if Doug Meacham gets the job at Tulane as speculated, uh, then Cumbie steps up and he's the play caller and he has the whole 
whole role by himself. But at the end of the day, this was a this was a very interesting decision by a coach to turn down the University of Texas. Charlie Strong, he's got his work cut out for him at the University of Texas. That'll do it for this show. Again, thank you so much, David Amerson of the Raiders, for coming on, for Keenan Reynolds and his time. We wish both of them the best of luck this weekend and in their future. Remember, go to craigjames.com. Love to have you drop by and leave us a comment. Have a great weekend. Until next Tuesday's podcast, see you down the road.